Well, greetings, family. Once again, this is Melky Uriel, and yes, you are listening to the Remnant Nation Live podcast. And I must add that this Remnant Nation Live podcast is also in connection with Melky Uriel. And there's a website, of course, with that name, MelkiaUriel.live, as well as RemnantNation.live. Uh, so, hey, I want to talk with you today about, well, the simple question, what do we know that we know? Okay, now, tongue-in-cheek, I, I would really have to change this to, how do we know what we know? I remember there being instances where I've seen people do some pretty silly stuff in the name of spirituality and religion. There, I'll never forget seeing a YouTube video of... <laughs> it's not funny, it's not funny, stop laughing. Uh, seeing a individual actually take a Bible and hop over the rail and attempted to witness to the wild animals, namely lions. Uh, the lion, I, I forget, I think the lion may have like bit his leg a little bit, like enough to say, get away from me and my family. But when he was questioned as to why he did this, now miraculously he lived, right? When he was questioned as to why he did this, he said, well, the scripture says that you shall preach the word to every creature. I'm not making this up. This is real. People have done stupid things in the name of spirituality, some of which have even led to the fatal demise of the innocent. And we could talk very well about the, you know, the Inquisition and other things that have happened in history. But what about where we live right now? What about what goes on right here, right now in our lives? How do we know what we know? And how do we know that what we know is the truth. Now, immediately by me saying the truth, there's going to be many of you already, perhaps it's firing in your mind right now. What is truth? How do you know if you have the truth? Well, see, these are these are questions that I think are are necessary questions to be answered. And so in, in hunting this down, there are a series of other questions that we would want to take a look at. Now, <clears throat> Along the way, I think each individual has to understand their own convincing strategy. What do I mean convincing strategy? Well, it's just that. It's a strategy that we all employ, we use, we're comfortable with it, even though we don't know that we're using it. And once that strategy is underway, once it's completed, we feel as if we know what it is that we're supposed to know. Now, it could be as simple as this, where someone says, God said it and that settles it. Now, what, what that is actually saying is that if it is said or thought or believed that God actually said something, then it becomes a matter of law. It becomes incontrovertible. It becomes something that is immediately etched in stone. Why? Because if God said it, that settles it. And there are other individuals who are more inquisitive, those who want to know, and they have embraced certain rules and principles. They understand the phenomena of hermeneutics, and so they attempt to learn on a deeper level. So they employ different disciplines in order to find out what truth is, right? And we would have to really get into a whole philosophical dissertation as to what truth is and how do we uncover truth. We don't have time for that right now, right? But suffice it to say that each each every one of us, we have our own convincing strategies. Now, uh, being certified to 
uh, do personality profiles. I was certified under a, a particular system of profile analysis, which is under the DISC system. Many of you may know the DISC system. I know some of you have taken the, perhaps you've taken the Myers-Briggs. Um, others have taken other, you know, Enneagram, um, you know, other little helps, other little pop psychological helps. And, and that's all fine and dandy. The, the, the flavor of choice for me was the DISC system, where the D, of course, was the dominant. The I was the you know, the life of the party, the, the individual who is, you know, always got to look good, be the life of the party, so forth and so on. Very easy to communicate with. The D's, of course, are domineering. They're very task oriented. The S's are those who are just stable, you know, just don't want to do anything different. They're fine with the same old routine, you know, doing the same thing for a million years. And of course, the C is the calculator. Those who seem sometimes to be emotionally cold, uh, perhaps even callous, but they're also task-oriented, and they're just about the facts, and they're just about getting things done. Uh, we can worry about your emotions later. So, out of those four different personality types, right, or I should say dominant personality traits, each one of them have their own convincing strategy. Normally, an individual tends to agree with something that agrees with their disposition, I'll say that again. Normally, an individual will agree with something or even accept information that agrees with their disposition. So let's take a look at the D. The D is an individual that is very dominant, right? Domineering, right? Get it done. And they have the ability to see the big picture right away. You know, they can summarize things really quickly. They can fly well by the seat of their pants. So if they receive information and they're allowed to feel like it's true or you even present it in a way that has certain buzzwords in it for them of control and dominate and we can, con you know, we can control and understand or we can, you know, they, they will more than likely embrace whatever you are receiving or giving, I should say, because it is within their own disposition. It's kind of like within their modality. And so they themselves will accept it. And it goes the same way for individuals that are of the different, the other different personality traits, such as the I, the S, and the C. Well, why did I bring that up? I brought that up because that is a slant, right? That is a slant which would say that sometimes we don't know the truth, but rather we are convinced of what makes us feel good. We're convinced of what makes us feel better. So then it, it deepens the chasm, if you will, and it adds a few turns in the roller coaster ride when we consider what our convincing strategies are and when we try to determine what truth really is. Do we really know the truth? And if you, you know, of course, right, the movie comes up, you can't handle the truth. Uh, that may be, you know, I, I, I got to say the heart on that note, the heart does need to be prepared for truth. Uh, man, and I, boy, don't want to say something about that, but let me just keep going. Otherwise, I'm never going to finish this. So looking at what truth is, how do we know what truth is and how do we find out truth, especially as it relates to the Bible? Okay. Now, first off, neither you nor I were present when the earth was created 
We weren't present when Adam, we weren't present for the Garden of Eden. We weren't present for the conversation with Eve. We weren't present for Abraham. We weren't present for anything that is written in the scriptures, right? So what does this do? This, this places us, this places us on the thin ice of belief. Well, why do you say the thin ice of belief? Because once again, based upon convincing strategies, something could be presented to thin the ice, so to speak, and to begin to uh, nudge a person in a different direction of belief. Now, because beliefs can be like the wind and individuals can believe literally anything. I mean, when I say anything, I mean anything, right? from you know president biden is really a reptilian who's you know and 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 nibiru is really uh yeah you know, i mean we could <laughs> you know there's a spaceship you know a, a fleet of spaceships that are that are hidden in disneyland you know we can, <laughs> i'm sorry that's not funny we can believe anything right we can anyone can believe anything that they choose to believe so let's ask this question when you consider that beliefs run rampant and anyone can believe anything, we have to ask ourselves, by what right do we have? I mean, what what right do we have to believe in a certain thing? What right do you have to believe? I know that the function and the muscle of belief runs very strongly within all of us. All of us believe something, right? We can't get away from it. But by what right do we have? I mean... What logical right do you have? Now, some someone immediately would say, oh, that's an appeal to logic. And, and you may already have your arguments. You know, oh, well, if it's an appeal to logic, then I'll just do this. I'll say that. But, but here's my point. If you believe something, there has to be a reason why you believe that. Now, I'm not talking about a feel-good reason. I'm not talking about, oh, I believe in Jesus because he just, you know, he's my um, fire insurance. He's my get out, get out of hell card. I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm talking about an individual actually believing something for a logical reason. Okay, because now, wait, 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 let's talk about this for a second. No matter what you believe, okay, there's going to be a spiritual element to what you believe. But there also has to be a logical element to what you believe. Why? Because you have a mind and you have to be able to think, right? You've been given this faculty by the creator. And so it is to be employed in what you do. Now, because of the word of faith message, many, many people feel as if they have to believe beyond logic. They have to believe outside. In other words, if you're going to live by faith, which pleases God, then you're automatically going to have to color outside the lines. And I don't feel that that's necessarily so. Well, what do you mean that's not necessarily so? Okay, let me give you an example. Let me give you an, an example. Being a minister back in the day, right? We had to believe God. Oh, believe God, right? And there was no problem with that, right? Have faith. And some chose to believe God and have faith that they could just step out on nothing and they could quit their jobs and God was just going to support them. I mean, just just like that. And they weren't going to miss a beat. Well, I tried that, right? I tried that and I got my financial hiney kicked, right? And... I'm living in a basement, 
with my then wife and three children. And I'm realizing, you know what? This <laughs> this ain't working too well. This ain't working too good. So many people feel as if, yeah, I'm employing my faith and I believe, right? So I'm just going to step out there on nothing. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you use wisdom and understand that you can still please God and use your faith and still be solid, how do you do that? Well, it's simple. You can use your faith, but keep working your freaking job, right? Set whatever it is set up whatever you're going to set up do whatever it is that you're going to do and believe by faith that that is a success while you're working and organize it and get all the bugs out and then quit your job right um, i said you know i'm not going to quit my job unless i've got two years of making twice the income that i make on my job now that was just the bar that i set but that way i could transition and i could do what it is that i needed to do and you know what? I better hurry up because I don't want this podcast to be too long. But here's my point. There's a way that you can, you know, again, according to your belief and according to what you think, you know, there is a way that you can use faith without throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Well, that's a matter of belief. And again, how do we know what we know and why do you believe what you believe? Do you have a viable reason why you believe what you believe? It looks like there's going to have to be a part two because this is becoming so long. So, hey, for now. Let's table it right here and we will pick it up where we left off and we'll get into hermeneutics. We'll get into understanding and we'll get into knowing what we know. All right. This is Melky Oriel, and I want to thank you for joining me for this podcast. Stay tuned for part two and also go to remnantnation.live. Check us out. Communicate with us. Look us up on YouTube as well as as well as Live. That's Oriel dot live and you know what we're going to come back with the part two in just a moment <laughs>